friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and my patron peeps. Uh, thanks for the support, my patron peeps. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, uh, you know, things on your mind uh, from the past, the present, uh, or the future. So anything you're thinking about uh, running through your brain... Or What about those thoughts that slow walk through your brain? Or they just sit down. They say, no, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to stay a while. You say, well, I'm trying to go to sleep. I don't need to. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry about me. I'll be here. Just like a Nana. Like, and when you're trying to parse out, like, what do they really mean? Oh, no, I'll be here. I'm fine. And you say, Nana, when every, every time you say you're fine... Or just do what you want. That it never really means that. And you say, Scoots, tell me more about your nana. And I say, Well, that's the nana that lives in my mind. Believe it or not, I don't have. Somehow, I'm not even kidding. I never had a nana, but I have one within me. I have an internal nana, and I don't know where she came from. Now she's saying, Oh, just go on. Don't, don't listen. Don't pay him any mind. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And I don't want to disturb Nan. I'm not trying to, um, you know, mess with your sense of reality. Yours real as can be. Oh, boy, are you real, Nana? You may not have uh, corporal substance. Oh, boy, he doesn't even know what that means. I know, but uh, but she's there always. Nana, she's there. Always there. Nana. Everywhere, all the time. She's there. She's watching. She's judging, but she says she isn't, and she says it's all, just go ahead, it's fine. Don't worry about me. I'll just be sitting here. I'll be fine. Don't even think about me, except that I'll keep in a, you know, Nana, at bedtime, she's around, or something similar. So any thoughts <laughs> similar to, or based on that, uh, I don't know if Nana's a thought. She causes me to think, oh boy, does she? She points out so many things I need to think about. I say, Nana, that never worried me till you brought it up. Thank you so much. Uh, I would have never thought about that uh, in that way, especially when I'm trying to go to sleep. Thank you. Now, I'm, well, I'm, I'm pulling a Nana because I'm saying thank you and I don't even mean it. So it could be thoughts, could be feelings, uh, anything emotionally coming up to you, related to your thoughts or feelings that are just there or that are appearing, you know, coming up, uh, physical sensations. You could, your schedule could have changed. It could be a work schedule that you don't have a choice about. It could be a guest. You could be traveling. Someone else could be traveling. It could be a lot of different things. And whether you're a long-term listener, so glad you're here, a new listener, or just someone listening for the time being, right? Because you got something going on. Why ever, however you got here, I'm glad you are here. And what I'm going to attempt to do here is take your mind off of stuff so that you can fall asleep. Like I said, whatever's keeping me awake, I'm I'm trying to create a safe place. I'm trying to smooth it. I'm trying to pad it. 
wonder what would happen if I put my Nana in a safe place. I mean, she would have to recognize and feel like she was in a safe place. The first thing I would say, Nana, always in my mind, you're sitting in one of those hard wooden chairs with uh, those ones you see at people's houses. And you say, you must not eat at your kitchen, ta- your kitchen table because those chairs... Or I guess they're they're those are the kind of chairs you sit in. Maybe they're for, I don't know if they're from the 30s or the 50s or the 70s or the 80s, but maybe they designed chairs back then so you'd be at your full attention at dinner. I guess that kind of makes sense. You say I want your full attention. Well, but I'm trying to eat dinner, pa. Yep, we need your full attention. I want you to be as uh, these chairs are for sitting, not for sitting comfortably. They're for sitting eating your dinner. In mind in your mind. So if Nana was not in one of those chairs, you can. I think you're nodding along with me. You can picture them. They come in a lot of different forms, and but they're hard. And you say, okay, can't imagine taking a flight in one of these chairs. Don't give the airlines any idea. Air, the the newest airline with the old kitchen chairs. Yeah. Oh, that's a wooden kitchen chair class, Scoots. That's what you bought your ticket in. Sorry. Um, can I bring my own seat pad at least? Nope, afraid not. That's a $5 fee. Well, if it's only $5, uh, then I'll de- definitely do it. Okay, so where was I? Oh, whatever's keeping me awake. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. So what that means, I'm going to go off topic, as you've already seen, get mixed up and not make a lot of sense and go back, get interrupted by different beings within me, try to say something witty, maybe even, I don't feel like I've stepped over any lines this time with my Nana. A lot of times when my Nana comes up, I have to apologize to her. And I don't want to call, I don't think we need to call a Guinness Book of World Records or whatever, but most number of times someone's made a public apology to an imaginary part of themselves. I think I could be at least in the running for that, but I don't keep track of that kind of stuff. So person least, is that, oh no, I guess that's more of an award. They say person least likely to keep track of stuff they could win a Guinness Book of World Records for. I'd say that, but I'll take that, uh, put it out, you know, but I don't, well, I'll take it, but don't give it to me because I don't know what I'd do with it. I'd probably lose track of it. And then my Nana would say, where is that award? How, how, how come you don't shine your awards anymore? What kind of person doesn't shine their awards? Uh, and I'd say that, you know, Nana, uh, if you would, well, how about that? Would that make you feel like we're in a safe place if we shine some awards together? We're, I'm looking for uh, something for us to do together, Nana. Some sort of soothing activity. And I just realized that you pointed out something brilliant. Uh, maybe we could do, what if we volunteer together and start touring high schools and other schools? I don't think they would let us in. They say, sir, what are you here for? I'm here to buff some awards, to shine them up. Uh, most, you know, sir, most of our awards are made of plastic now. Well, we could also dust your awards uh, if you'd like. Uh, I'm here with my Nana. And her, like, uh, formerly she would be in a wooden chair, but uh, now we're just here standing around waiting for you to let us, uh, for free, service your awards. Uh, if you have any service awards, we'll shine those too. That goes for medals and placards and all that kind of stuff. 
So just just show me show me the way to your awards, and uh, we'll get right to it. Sir, why do you and your Nana do this? Well, one, it was secondary, but we didn't realize that people like the idea of the rewards being sh- shown or shined and, and then shown and shining. Shine on you awards and trophies is a song that's never been sung. But really, I was looking for some sort of common um, activity that we would both enjoy, my Nana and I, and uh, that we could do together. That would be soothing, and we would pass the time, you know, building community between the two of us, I would say, servicing our community. Sir, where's your Nana? Oh, oh, sorry about that. I forgot to point that out. She lives within me. So that w- it wouldn't work out, I guess. It was a great idea, but uh, I could see, I mean, I guess I could do it uh, somewhere else. Uh, I don't know where. I don't know where else you'd find easily find repositories of awards. Uh, I don't know, maybe there's a trophy museum, but then I'd say, well, but you charge admission, so I don't know, I can't do it, sorry. My Nana would, you know, she'd say something and it would ruin the whole thing. So that's, oh, so that's my Nana, sorry if you're new. Oh, what was semi, oh, that was a pointless meander by accident, added on to a superfluous tangent. So if you're new, I want to give you some info so that you, uh, so you have it. One. The the reason I make this show is because you're important and your sleep is important. You deserve a good night's sleep. You really do. And while I can't provide that for everybody, this show is so different. It doesn't work for any anyone on the first try almost ever. But even the people it works for, it takes two or three tries, and it just doesn't work for everybody. It's very different. You know, I've been talking—I mean, how many other podcasts talk about war dusting? I mean, others maybe there's probably the Trophy Podcast, uh, Trophy Cast, a podcast about trophies and things interesting to trophy makers. Uh, Craig and John don't make that one; they make script notes. Uh, trophy Notes Podcast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I could make that. I don't think I don't know anything about trophies. Even I just got rejected by another imaginary being. So yeah, I probably am not qualified to make that podcast. Okay, where was I, though? Was, oh, so your sleep is important. That's one of the reasons I make this show. If I can help you get the rest you need so your life is more manageable, that's really important to me. One, because I know how it feels in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, talking to Nana, all that stuff. But I also really believe that our world will be a better place if you're rested and your life is fuller. And more manageable. That's just, it's true. So that's why I make the show. One, I've been there. And two, it's important to me. Uh, the other thing, kind of like I was saying, is if you're skeptical or doubtful, you could always check out sleepwithmepodcast.com slash no thank you. If you definitely don't like me or the podcast, uh, that's other sleep. there's other sleep podcasts and sleepy stuff on there. But for most people, it just takes two or three tries because the show's very different. Also, this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You're just kind of barely aware that it's running, and you can listen. Because I'll tell you what, if you can't sleep for some reason tonight, I'm going to be here to keep you company for the next hour. And if you need other episodes, cue them up. So that's, uh, uh, but you don't have to listen to me. You can kind of barely listen, just kind of see how it goes at first, but kind of think of me 
as like a jug with a bunch of holes in it or something. You're not gonna you're not gonna use me to store water. Uh, just picture. I mean, I guess like the podcast is like you visually. You could picture me dusting trophies. I might be humming, and you'd say, "Okay, what's that person doing? Well, they're dusting the trophies." Uh, and okay, all right, I'll move on then. Nothing interesting there. Oh, they're doing it with their imaginary nana, though. Okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, why why else would someone dust unless it's on their work order? Okay, so. Oh, so the podcast is now where for you don't really listen. Also doesn't put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep, to take your mind off of stuff with my nonsense. Uh, so I'm here to be your boar friend, your boar bae, your boar sib, your boar cuz, your boar bestie, your boar bruh, your boar burr, your neighbor, your friend in the deep dark night, to keep you company and to give you something else to listen to than whatever is keeping you awake or whatever is going on, right? So that's why I make the show. Those are two important things to know. The other thing that's hard to get used to at first is the structure of the show. And the structure of the show, the show's designed in a very specific way. But then as you become a regular listener, you kind of adjust how you listen for what works for you. But at first, it could throw people off. So the show starts off their greeting. Friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Then I say something else so that you feel seen and you feel welcomed in. Then there's support. Support for the show. Uh, so they can come out free twice a week, all podcast platforms, over 400 episodes you're able to ex- access for free anytime you want. So if you needed to listen to all 400 in a row, that'd be a while, but you could do that. Uh, so that's uh, like, uh, oh, support helps us do that on a regular basis twice a week. Then there's support for listeners, support for the community around the show. And then there's the intro, which we're like 12 minutes into or something. And the intro goes on and on and on of me unsuccessfully trying to introduce the podcast, which I probably, another person could probably do it in two or three minutes. Like script notes, their introduction is, they talk about what they're going to talk about, but then they say script notes, the thing's interesting to screen, something like that, uh, script notes. Things uh, talking about screen things interesting to screenwriters and something about a screenwriting. I don't know. So see, I can't even introduce introduce a podcast successfully that has a concise intro. So talking about they don't say talking about though things interesting to screenwriters and screenwriter. I don't know. But so the intro goes on and on and on. So for some people, they can get really strongly feeling about that. They say, "When's the show going to get started? What is this nonsense?" And I say, "Well, it's a show within a show." That helps ease you into bedtime. So a lot of people listen while they're getting ready for bed or while they're winding down or they're in bed winding down. So the intro is a transition from the daytime or the evening to when you fall asleep. Because from everything I've learned and all the feedback I get, it takes us a while to get to sleep, some of us. And so the intro is that transition. Then there's support for the show again. And that's, again, it goes to the show free twice a week. Then tonight we'll talk about the Great British Bake Off, and uh, there'll be thank yous at the end. So this is a structure show. That's why I make the show. And yeah, anybody that wants to take up that pastime of uh, not in like of polishing trophies uh, or other whatever awards, though that didn't go well in a Christmas story. But you know, if you want to join in, let me know. Let me know at some point. Uh, or just go do it, or make sure you get permission first, too. 
also don't associate with the podcast now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, but do it with your, if you got a Nana, shine some trophies with her. Uh, sleep with me podcast. Uh, bonding with imaginary Nanas everywhere. Well, not really. Just one in my mind. Well, unsuccessfully not bonding yet with imaginary Nana that lives within my mind and is always there. But I'm glad you're here. I work really hard. I yearn and I strive. And I really hope I can help you fall asleep. And here's a couple ways I'm able to do it for you for free choice a week. All right, everybody, Scoot's here. It's the last uh, season before the finale. I don't know if it's called the semifinale or the quarterfinale. It's, uh, but it's episode nine, collection five, episode nine, Patissier Week. And I started a new notebook for this one. Uh, not that that's important to anybody but me, but uh, let's see where we get here. Making eggs. Should we do a Scoot's walkthrough? And then, uh, yeah, let's do that. Making eggs need more for Patissier Week. Uh, teaser, devastating, close call, drone shot. Find shot four bakers. Any only room for three. No coats. Only uh, Stephen's got a vest on. Aprons go on. At first, I put Stacy sunglasses question mark. But later in the episode, I realized yeah, Stacy probably had sunglasses on. Maybe other people did in this scene. Turn it up. Uh, let's leave that one there. Stephen, gong going. No pressure, relaxed vibes, 24 shoe buns, light area, half iced, half with crackling. Is that not crackling rosy? Two fillings, shoe buns don't rise, I put question mark, maybe. Um, even though I've looked up the facts for a Great British Bake Off facts show and read about shoe buns I st- and watched them be made, I still don't understand what they are. Uh, but that's just me. Like I say, okay, wait a second. Is it a, a filling that hardens and then you eat the filling, but it has filling on the inside. But then this one is like, no, it's, uh, some sort of, so I don't know. I guess what I'll have to do is make it to understand crispy on the outside, crispy, airy in the un, uncuts filling unctuous probably, but that's not what I put, uh, crispy air in unfilling unctuous filling maybe expecting exquisite there's some alliteration stacy's crackling goes first in the freezer they try to describe what crackling is is stacy and steven like a little jacket for the shoe bun and actually even watching it out like play out i said wait a second that's like a it looks like a puck at first, uh, because sometimes I, I watch these episodes a bunch of times. Also, one time normally on really low volume or mute, kind of in the background. And the first time I said, what is that puck on the thing? Back to fruit cheesecake, uh, buns in a bake, buns into bake well, tarts, uh, bright red cheeks on Steven, presses on, a, crew, a crewing cat crackling. Crackling, I tried to spell out so I would be able to pronounce it. Don't rush. Shoemojus. Shoeincorns. Shoeincorns. Oh, these are the things. Shoemojis and shoeincorns. Stacy's very creative uh, with her stuff. And actually, again, watching that mute, when I saw the inside of her shoeincorn, I said, that looks delicious. Banana Chantilly. 
No boring bun, but don't forget about the bake. In the fridge, shoe must be cooked before baked. So that's one of the things that confused me. It's like uh, they're making a custard, then uh, like piping it, and then baking it. One go beat, uh, furious, totally smooth. Uh, Sophie, vanilla crackling, strawberries and rhubarb, chestnut puree. Kind of stuff I love, somebody says. Like a pang in the stomach. Oh, she's also talking about uh, that she has, she kind of likes the pressure and doesn't like it at the same time. Kate, Esprin Tour, Valencia, or- European Tour, Valencia Oranges, Bellini, Peach Puree, not Artificial Prosecco? Yeah, Artificial Prosecco, yo. Over, over egg, won't puff up under... Egg will coll- collapse. Uh, oh, oh, if you put uh, you under egg it, it'll won't puff up. If you over egg it, it'll collapse. Stephen uses his fingers to test it. Whatever they're doing to the egg, whipping it up. Uh, Noel and Kate, do you dream dream about final? You seem calm. Uh, topping the buns, uh, Stephen and Sophie, to get right shape, making the extracts, uh, almonds extract, halfway through. Noel, Sophie's stressed, put a top over shoe. In the go, today, work totally today, mind. Van Gogh was hover, hoovering. Talk about if would Van, would Van Gogh ever be using a would vacuum cleaner. Van Gogh uh, was hoovering. Wavy gravy, keep going. Time, things warp. Stacy very stressed. Noel and Mr. Spoon. Perfect balance. Uh, shine over outside in Belgium. <laughs> Perfect balance. Uh, oh, I think there's somebody walking around outside. Yeah, in the background. That's what I was. Shine over outside in Belgium. No, somebody walked by in the background. Steven's tops are burning. Three minutes. Noel has sunglasses. Get this done. Fly, filling buns. Stacy out of order. Noel, try to be carer. Filling buns. Fifteen minutes left. Uh, so there must have three minutes. I don't know what the three minutes. Maybe it's 30 minutes. Uh, unfamily Ken. <laughs> Unfamiliar? Is Ken? Lots of running. Last minute time up. Stacy. Stacy. And then we go to the judging. Stephen, untidy and burnt. Quite flat, underbaked. Too soft. It tastes great, uh, though delicious. Uh, bake well, untidy as well. Too sweet versus uh, dim the lights. Uh, bloody. Gorgeous, uh, bloody delicious. I don't know. I think Paul likes it, uh, the taste. He loves Bakewell tarts, so we've learned. Sophie, nice shine, all same size, a little flat, underbaked. Don't get rhubarb, but great flavor. These are flat as well. More chestnut. Disagreement, though, because uh, one of them, I don't know if, I think it's probably Prue, after absolute perfection or pelican. Or it could be an abstract abstract pelican. Kate, how lovely. Great size. Cake, good. This is how I like it. Nice tube. More filling. Delivers reality words well. Done. 
Stephen, well done to Kate. Oh, well done. That wasn't, this is still Kate. Story, Rush, Unicorn. No, no, this is not Kate. This is uh, Stacy. Unicorn Eyelash. Uh, they're very neb. Look amazing on inside. Bit sickly taste wise. Looks like curry and burnt. Uh, the crackling. Flavors inside good. Textures not found here. Talking heads. Steep big steeple big zoom. What bakers don't know is the most complicated ever. Tin a size electrogram. Every electric counts. Uh, five less Marshall slices. Five slices of Les Miserables, which no one's ever heard of. Three hours. Stone Nuseldorf. Uh, Stone Nuseldorf. Uh, it. She's matted up. Uh, Stacy flipped past it. Uh, Kate Treat Story. Crew and Paul. Creme Albert. Perfect layers. Jacquard. Jacquand. Egg whites. Two bowls of flour them. Green, Stacy shot, Stacy shot, uh, in oven, five, eight, rider, green, Herbert, sugar, egg yolks, and butter. Firmness is crucial, not too fault, uh, not too fault, not too doubt, not too fault. Stacy stops feeling it, it's not right. Take butter, cream runny, oh, Kate's buttercream is runny. Stacy, no, 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 or no, no, no. Halfway, a jigsaw puzzle, reversing the sponge. Kate too runny. Lay Miz all time, sit here with my kids. One hour, Noel moonwalk, uh, teapot chocolate. Who would do this? Not a clue. Scone it. Not ideal. Not set. Just stare at it. Sophie's looks perfect. Curdled? Carded? Half hour left. Uh, remove cake from tin. Chocolate problems. Time is up. Being miserable up. Stacy, like a harsh column, char likeness. Uh, tastes nice. Needs rafters. <laughs> this is great stuff. Uh, my handwriting. Sophie, looks net chocolate. Looks get good looking. Kate, untidy, right mess, it tastes lovely. Stephen, neat, could be creamier, chocolate too gold, uh, snaz, not your best, sponge, not the best. Kate comes in fourth, Stephen third, Stacy second, Sophie first, we do the talking heads, and let's keep running with it, uh, this poetry section, Tamsin's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. Kate in in incredible tangled Stephen walk in more chocolate. Everybody ta- takes sunglasses off times three. Kate's not wearing sunglasses. Table talk. Stacy struggle signature. Flower is the thing that matters. Kate's scaring, tricky, caring into showstopper. Most fragile stop show stopping structures. So two sets of triple alliteration scores there. Stacy signature struggle or struggle signature show stopping structure. A Scopaluca Kofer prize, uh, a meringue masterpiece, something centerpiece. Uh, 
sculptural centerpiece, meringue masterpiece, uh, show-stopping is seven fronds, not nearly as much batter, overextended eagerness, uh, some desserts, elven curds mousse, creams, wants some acidity, books, seat into fronds, mango to make, uh, Stacy, flamingos in love. I'm ahead. A flamboyant of flamingo, flamboyance of flamingos. I'm in. Noel says uh, a group of them is called the flamboyance of flamingos. French mango Thanksgiving. Hold hand, Ida shy. Kate, so take off. Exits. Stephen, Easter gorge and egg rolls. Uh, Sophie. Tube throwback to ballet. Tutu throwback to ballet days. Uh, always surprising. Nine layer opera cake. Get uh, Sandy had three years or three weeks. Oh no, three weeks, I think, at Royal Copenhagen Ballet. Stephen, cheerful childhood memories of Nana. Sane overflow rainbow. Pro cl- pie cloud and balloon, crunch powder, softness, crackling is in, cracking is danger. Who's in the basket? I'm leaving it empty. Powder. Rainbows are rare enough. Not one, but two. Uh, mewing Kate, meringue, rainbow, two pots of gold, Swiss meringue. In indigo, no purple. Paul is colorblind. Noel has fun. I like pink, Stacy says. Stephen, purest of cumberbuns. Uh, watch out. Purest of something, Stephen says. Watch out. Uh, piping can begin. Steady hand, critical, unstable structures. Once it sets, there's no going back. Uh, Tutor start, central keys, lots of focus, bodice. Oh, so that's a tutu skirt. Uh, bodice, tutu, all right, pinky lee. Texture can alter on bake. Uh, long, chewy, but not, but sturdy. 150 degrees for hours. Stephen, not into that. Not into the low and slow. D- decadent elements, a flavor for flavor. Flav, it looks like flav for flavor. I have an E2 there. Flair for flavor, maybe that's what it is. Steven, lemon drops, troubles drop, troubles melt like lemon drops, he says. Uh, if your gram of flavor, do a flavor. If you're going to do flavor, do a flavor. I think Stacy says that. Maybe Steven says that. If you're going for it, you got to go for it. Stacy does Paul Knoll shaving. Oh, so Sandy does Paul like imitation of Paul while Noel's standing there. Some glum. Stephen Dunn? May, 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 what's that called? Whatever it's called. Cracks. Uh, what's it called? It's the whole challenge. My brain's just saying margarine. Less subtle. subtle. Faff. Uh, Aaron's last one. Hot sugar. Very hot indeed. Chocolate. Stacy and Stephen Prue wa- watches 350 degrees C outside. Stacy in freezer. Noel is Prue out of order sequ- out of oven sequence. Never racking consternation. 
One slip of a hand and all will shatter. Meringue, that's what they're working on. Stacy, chocolate stuck in her, her uh, molds. Uh, she almost knocks her whole thing off of her table, thank goodness, or her workstation. But it, she did crack one of her flamingos. Kate, gold dust, taught lots of cracking, vocabulary. Kate's colors, not clear as Stephen. Every action, make or break. Every element, add on now. Half an hour, Sophie cracked, not great, pretty hot here in room. Sophie cover up cracks, Stephen basket melts in, in heat. So hot, five minutes, lots of stress, uh, horrible to watch, uh, as Sandy says. Uh, fiddly, crack is back, <laughs> shaking hands, uh, melting chocolate, rushing music, uh, series of shots of stress, faces, time is up, long stress music, pause. To pause to wipe the clear grass and birds uh, back to the tent. Talking heads before judgments. Sophie, wow. Prue fixes glasses. Hot or tutu. Hat or tutu. Piping good. Splitting off a lot. Warm. Ward. Very nice. Bake well. Nine should be serum. Is that not good? It tastes amazing. Highly impressed. Very well done. Thank God for that. Kate, oh wow. Colorful. Childish. Uh, just amazing. Love look. I like when Prue disagrees with Paul. Little uneven. Meat neat, meat neater. Every color is a different flavor, though. The rainbow, I like that, but it's a bit like sweets. Winterfall, uh, Italian meringue, delicious in Lordy. Splash of flavor and color. And then they kind of have this, like, 60s joke. They must have been expanding on it, and they cut it, because Paul's like, if the color and this blast, man, freaked me out. Uh, and then Bruce says, free your mind, man. This is Kate on a plate, and I love that. And I love it when Prue takes kind of like kind of takes control and says, "Listen, she checks Paul, but not in like a like in a way that she's basing it on her tastes and not. I don't know. I, I like it when she advocates for people. Stacy, easily responsible, easily recognizable, nice uh, meringue, chewy. I don't know." Too sweet and sticky, very taut, very creamy, quite tart, uh, so sweet, would need like a sweet shop, well done. They do say, and maybe they said, Prue said, you need something tart. Stephen, too close to the sun, colors lovely, love posadic shades, love pastel shades, a psychedelic tree is what you should have gone for instead of a balloon. His top is a eaten mess uh, with clotted cream. Paul clears his throat. Flavor's nice. So delicious. Italian meringue. Lemon drop pie. Prue laughs. It's so good. Very light taste, but messy. Method not up to normal. Steven standard. 
And we do the table talk, tight name, the wiser, who is a learning vision, Paul and Prue. Artist desire is eight years. Sandy does star Baker, but we'll do the, this stuff at the very end. All right, so let's roll the tape here. Okay, so we got Stephen, Stephen with the, or uh, Noel and Sandy doing the eggs joke. Malcolm, I don't know who Malcolm is either. And we do a teaser of everybody kind of working on their stuff and, you know, not Stephen, you know, filling shoe buns and like, uh, Wiping faces, close-ups, heads down, serious faces. Great British Baking Show, drone shot of the steeple in the grass. uh, People walking in. Oh, so everybody took off their sunglasses on that one, too, except for Kate. Okay, you got to get it. You know, I know I can do it. This is stuff I love doing. Sophie says that's not necessarily. Stacy says I got to. I'm not. I'm going to turn it up this week. Three more bakes to become. You deserve a chance to be the champion. Very close. People are saying, yeah, I want to prove to myself or I want to make the finals. Kate's like, I'm just glad to be here. Like that was a rough week last week. Uh, Stacy says she's proud. Good morning, congratulations, and uh, no pressure, only four left. Noel says, I can feel your relaxed vibes. Uh, 24 shoe buns, two different flavors, one iced, one crackling. Perfect, by the way, crunchy, sugary bit. Uh, two and a half hours on your mark, get set, bake. Uh, and then everybody goes into gear. Worst thing happens is if your shoe buns don't rise or they're irregular or they cave in. Stephen knows all the bad things. Uh, Paul says they got to be beautiful, airy. Flavors got to complement each other. Uh, unctuous. He does say unctuous. Uh, crackling. Thin dough on the top uh, that bakes in the oven with it. Exquisite. Expecting exquisite pastry. Are you worthy to get into the final? So people are, Stacey's working on her crackling. Everybody's kind of explaining a little disc that goes on top, a little jacket. And it gets split apart as you bake it. Uh, Morning, Stephen. Tell us about your buns. Wholemeal coconut top. Wholemeal. Oh, yeah, because I'm making a key lime coconut cheesecake for one and then a Bakewell tart for the other. So it looks like he's going to have two layers on the inside. Uh, and then uh, uh, Sandy says, you, you turn red when you're stressed. Uh, pressure's on. Good luck. Uh, and Sophie's rolling out. Everybody's rolling up. you got to be accurate to make crackling. So that's out for me. Two millimeters, Sophie says. Uh, and uh, Stacy is going to redo hers. Stephen looks over. Good morning, Stacey. Uh, you're going to start over? Yeah, it'll be okay. Shoe buns, shoe mojis, and shoe unicorns. Shoe unicorns? Yeah, it's going to look like a unicorn. Looks more like a, even better in a complimentary way, like a unicorn donut or a unicorn bun. Perfect for pa- 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 parties, I think. Uh, no, I'm not making anything boring. I got to go for something different. So that's uh, like Stacy. Uh, but Paul says you got to find the ba- balance. Uh, for the bake too and i'll hire you for my next birthday party everybody's putting stuff in the fridge the freezer rolling the start of the shoe 
Shoe must be cooked before it's baked, which confuses Scoots because he never made it. Uh, plus, anything that you have to tube out. I've tried that. doesn't work for me. I make a mess. Getting my shoe on. Got to pour it. Got to mix it. Got to bake it. Mark it with a P. Put it in the oven for everybody. Cleanly away from the plant. Plan. Strawberry, rhubarb, vanilla, crackling, chocolate, ganache. Uh, and yeah, we're going to make uh, chestnut puree, strawberries, rhubarb. Uh, oh, th- this is what uh, Sophie's working on. Uh, the chestnut thing is a classic, I guess. A little more pressure, yeah, but uh, I love making patissiers. Feeling the nerves, a little pang in my tummy, butterflies. And then we go to Kate, European Tour, Valencia Orange, Brown Sugar, Cracklin, Prosecco, Peach Bellini, Peach Puree, Artificial Prosecco, though. Uh, and, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if it was in Prosecco, some sort of liqueur. Is that an artificial flavor anyway? Okay, well, don't make sure you find the right balance of flavors. Prue uh, says she's got good ideas, uh, so... Okay, Stacy's mixing her eggs. That's when she talks about you got to get her and Stephen are kind of the narrators a little bit. Too much egg. Oh, no, and Sophie, uh, you know, too little. Won't puff up. Stephen's kind of showing us how he tests it with his hands. Uh, it's a lot of egg and other stuff in there. One test for finished shoe is uh, the peak should fall over. Almost there. Stephen keeps adding egg. Stacy's doing it, and Sophie's doing it with her spoons. Kate is now putting hers on the um, parchment paper. Equal shapes and sizes you need. Uh, stay calm. Noel's showing a lot of skin. His shirt is unbuttoned way down. Uh, but I do like his shirt. Uh, and Stacy and or Sophie and Stephen are kind of flattening. Uh, you got to flatten your shoe bun out, too. I guess before you put your crackling on, I don't know. They put them in the oven. Maybe these are the other ones. I don't know. It's 20 minutes. Uh, monitor them. Perfect patissier is about precision baking, going on the curds and the jams and the fillings, uh, finely tuned flavors, and uh, creme pat, strawberries, rhubarb syrup, uh, something lush. Got to color it, too. Stacy's making her different colors. Frangipan, frangipan, almond extract. Uh, Elle says, if I drink it, will I be small or big? Uh, birds chirp uh, halfway through your shoe. They come out of the oven. I think I would have liked them a little more puffed. Uh, another load of shoe buns crackling on top. Uh, Everybody's cutting them. You can definitely see Stephen's our whole meal. Uh, everybody's joking. Sit, sit on the top. Uh, put them in the oven. Time it right. No calming. Toffee sauce for the banana shoe buns for Stacy. Chestnut puree. Pulse from fresh chestnuts. Loads to do. Peach and prosecco to make the bellini. Noel likes the mess. Paul, he doesn't believe in a tidy workspace. Uh, Picasso got pain everywhere, Kate says. Uh, but Paul does. Uh, I mean, I can't keep anything clean. So, Stacy does her unicorn horns on a stick. Toffees are a little grainy. Might have to do that again. 
She's she's really it's getting to her the pressure. So she starts again. One hour remaining. Mister Spoon's gonna not be happy if you're not done. Uh, Noel says, "Get the balance right. Uh, not far off. Uh, nice and crispy. Get it out of the oven." Everybody's uh, Stevens are a little bit. His crackling's a little burnt. Uh, everybody else's looks pretty good. 30 minutes left, and Noel has sunglasses on. Now we get a lot of cuts as things speed up. Uh, filling the buns, uh, glazing the buns. Uh, Stacy said, I think I did the glazing wrong, out of order. And uh, he's trying to help her. Uh, shoonicorns, uh, I'm going to send the nurse in. Creme diplomat, fill them up. Uh, orange creme pat. Lime, 15 minutes, not much time left. Get them iced. Uh, everybody's like, these. I don't know if these look as good as they should be if they're going in a pastry window. Uh, everybody's running to cool stuff. Everybody, you know, a lot going on. Gold foil, unicorn decorations, chocolate hearts on top. Um Trying to get them laid out. Time is up. Stacy's still putting hers on, and they say, Stacy, signature shoe buns. Uh, you put them at the end of your station. Then we get a sky shot, baker shot, everybody sitting with their stuff shots. Uh, Stevens, uh, Bakewell, and Key Lime Cheesecake. Uh, untidy, burnt, flat, uh, too thick, restricted the growth. Let's have a go. Wow, okay. Underbaked, uh, too soft. Uh, thought they were ready and they weren't. They take a bite. Tastes great, though. Like a key lime pie. Absolutely delicious. Doesn't look good. And Noel says, at least it wasn't style over substance. Baked ones look, baked well ones look untidy. And they bite them, chew them. A bit too sweet for Prue, but Paul loves it. Uh, taste heavenly. Look awful. I have to close my eyes. Uh, then we go to Sophie, strawberry, and then chestnut and vanilla. They do look beautiful. Nice shine on the chocolate. Same size. A uh, bit flat, underbaked. Okay. Uh, it could be darker on the bottom. Uh, collapse slightly. Have a look. Paul takes a bite. Prue takes a bite. I didn't get the rhubarb, but the strawberry's strong. Great flavor. Cracklin's crisp. Uh, these are a little flat. The, the one, the glazed one. Chocolate glazed. Would have liked a more chestnut that's overpowered by chocolate. Tinge of a disappointment. Don't say that. Uh, we expect we're abs, abs, af, abs, after absolute perfection, Bruce says. They give everyone a reaction shot. They did after Stephen, too. Then they go to Kate's. And Bruce says, they look lovely, all the same size, uh, crackling worked, color's good, golden brown, start with the orange, yeah, this is how I like it, uh, soft in the middle, crisp on the outside, nice orange taste, crackling's unbelievable, filling's delicious, uh, could have used more filling. Then they go in for the peach bellini, and Paul laughs, uh, delicious, uh, Got the peach, got the Prosecco. Bruce says it really works. Very, very good. Well done. Steven says, well done. Kate wipes her head. Whew, and then uh, do everybody's reaction. Then we go to Stacy. 
And uh, she says, here's the one that's most unicorn-like. I kind of rushed it. Uh, I had to rush unicorn eyelashes, Paul says. Uh, or Noel says, Paul says, they look a mess. But then they cut it open. You see the colors on the inside. Like it's rainbow pastel. But a lot of icing. Bit sweet, bit sickly. Crackling's a little yellow like curry. Don't Doesn't taste like curry. Uh, bit burnt on the bottom. Banana cream. Salted toffee, and uh, Bruce says, mmm, flavors, uh, not your finest hour, Paul says. Uh, says risk didn't take off, uh, should have made it simpler. Stephen says, too bad it didn't look good. Kate's like, I'm happy with my comments, relatively happy. And uh, Sophie says the criticism was sharper than expected. They're all, they were all tasting everybody's things. Uh, and now they go to the next one, most complicated ever for technical. And any advice, Prue? Uh, finesse, elegance, and every element, lots of them, it counts. Uh, uh, so uh, we're going to ask them to leave. Off you go. You have to make nine Les Miserables slices, Belgian cake, pistachio, lemon chicane, sponge, crema bear, tempered chocolate decoration. And it is complicated. You got three hours on your market set bake. Never heard of it. Two pages of info. Is she even making this up? Uh, Stacy says, I saw it in a book once, but I didn't stop. I went, went, went through it. Is this a tragedy, Les Mis? So, Prue, why'd you cho- choose the Le Mis cake? Uh, it's the most difficult thing I could think of. Look at those layers. Perfect layers, by the way. Crema bear, three layers, four layers of jacan, and then uh, two of which are pistachio. There's 20 things that go wrong. You can have uneven layers, scrambled egg cream. I could go on with more, but let's go to the baker's. Make the jacan, castor sugar. And Sophie says, I think this plays to my strength. You got to put your uh, egg whites in to keep your volume. Divide it between two bowls, uh, one with lemon zest, the other with pistachio paste and green food coloring. How much food coloring? Stephen's going to put a tiny bit in. Stacy's putting more in. But she says, I don't want it to be garish, uh, but it's bright green. Same as uh, Stacy and Sandy's shirts. And then put a jacan in the oven, eight minutes maybe, I don't know. Crema bear, creme Herbert, uh, Stacy jokes. Uh, Sugar, buttercream, egg yolks, butter, adding the bear to the crema bear. You got to have it firm, which is crucial. So do it slowly. You don't want it to be a gloopy mess. Uh, Stacy's like, mine's not thicker. I'm going to stop. Maybe I did something out of order. Got a feeling it's not right. Kate's is runny. Might be wrong. And uh, no, 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 no. Or did you say no, no, no? Kate's going to put hers in the fridge. Stacy's going to redo hers. Uh, but times, bakers, you're halfway through your slices. Right layering. Jigsaw puzzle together. Paint with chocolate. Chocolate side down. Reverse the sponge. They have to put the, they have to like cut the sponge and then put it in the square thing to make the layer. I didn't realize how complicated and difficult uh, this stuff is until uh, I watched the show. So layering the cake, layering the fillings, uh, birds are chirping, one hour left, uh, one hour, moonwalking, knoll, 
Must have been windy because the cups were swaying. Tempering chocolate, never done this before either. Usually I just melt it. You got to heat it to a certain degree, raise the temperature, loosen the crystals, and then reform them, cool it quickly. Only Belgians do that. Uh, and some people are tempering it on uh, like a cold, uh, what do you call that, marble slab or something? Not a clue. Prue also says the chocolate has to be cut a certain way and then shaped. Uh, none of this would be good for me. I have good spatial relations with some things, but not this would be outside of my thing. Chef's rings. Uh, how? What do they mean? There's no pictures. Steven's the one that figures it out. Uh, yeah, roll it up. Roll it, pad it, mark it with a B, kind of. Birds are chirping. Half hour left. Remove cake from tin. That's stress city. Come on, dear, Steven says. Uh, don't want to drop it. Uh, chocolate. Kate's chocolate didn't come off evenly. All right. Freeze-dried raspberry powder. What on earth? Uh, everybody's trying to figure out how to make the chocolate rings. Spraying them. Decorating them. Assembling them. Everything's melting, too. One minute left. Then you have to put some buttercream or something on the top. Uh, and chocolate slices. And time is up. Uh, bring your Les Miserables to the table. Looks more like you'd have like as something at a tea, like a fing- like it looks more like a sandwich, a savory sandwich, uh, except for the yeah. Harsh coloring, chocolate's a bit of a mess. Uh, let's see what it tastes like. This is Stacy's. Uh, Crema bear is nice, but it need to be neater. Uh, Sophie's nice. Her shape is beautiful. Let's have a look. Cuts nice. Light airy. Pistachios there. Lovely. Kate looks untidy. No definitive layers. Raspberry's a mess. Lovely, but not elegant. Uh, her taste's lovely. Last one. Pistachio could be greener. Chocolate curls to gold. Uh, taste, uh, sponge on that. That's uh, not the best. Uh, palm brew rank them. And fourth is Kate. Uh, uh, highly untidy. Third is Steven. Second, Stacy. Stacy's pretty happy that she got second. And Sophie's first. She says, I needed that. Kate says, tomorrow's a new day. I did bad on the technical. Stacy's relieved. Uh, tried to work hard. Steven's disappointed. Tomorrow's really important. See the sun rising or setting. Baker's walking in. Oh, Kate had sunglasses on, but she took hers off before. Then tabletop pressure's on. Sophie's uh, wasn't good on the signature, but her miserable was perfect. Uh, Stacy struggled in the signature. She's feeling the pressure. Shoe buns weren't good. Steven's flavors were good, but it looked a mess. And flavors are more important than aesthetics, as Prue reminds us. Kate's been seesawing. Her shoe buns were brilliant, uh, perfect, uh, but then she was at the bottom of the technical. So it's tricky coming in the showstopper. Three of them are going to finals. That's a big deal. To get to, okay, so fragile show shopping structures. Morning Baker's last challenge. Who's going through? For your showstopper, a sculptural centerpiece of meringue. Uh, two different types of meringue, French, Swiss, or Italian. 
Meringue masterpiece embellished with dessert elements. Four hours and 45 minutes. Fantastic, sensational meringue showstoppers. Okay, everybody's getting to work. Uh, sculptural design and meringue is what Paul says. Architects and engineers as well as bakers. It's got to support itself. Uh, wrong meringue, the whole thing would collapse. Got to do dessert elements, curbs, muses, creams. Uh, Acidity must taste fantastic. Put your personality in. Book your seat to the final. Everybody's up against it. Uh, I don't want to think about it. Uh, I need to nail it. Everybody, pretty much everybody's saying that. Good morning, Stacy. Tell us about it. Uh, flamingos in love. I love it. I'm in already. You know, says flamingo. Fl- flamboyant. Flamingos self-supporting. Well, they'll be chilling out on grass, uh, so you don't have to do the legs. Yeah, I'm not silly. White chocolate eggs, Italian meringue, passion fruit eyes. Uh, I've practiced it a lot. Uh, hold your hand out. You're not shaking. Yeah, you are shaking. Uh, so I got my Swiss meringue, Kate says. Thermometer, wait until it gets to 50 degrees. Uh, Stephen's doing French meringue. Tablespoons of caster sugar with the egg whites. Don't want it to crack. Uh, make sure it's glossy and firm. Throwback to my ballet days. Uh, a lot of people, no idea. Dance friends, uh, tutu with an opera filling, meringue centerpiece, pipe rudder cream, chocolate ganache, coffee mousse, Swiss meringue. Did you like dance? Yeah, I took it till I was 20. Sandy says, I took three lessons when I was six, and they said, no. And uh, Sophie says, yeah, well, I did it for 20 years before I left. Uh, Stevens cherished childhood memories of his nana. A uh, song Nana would sing to us. Oh, it's called Some Air Over the Rainbow. So she had it wrong. So that's like funny. Blackberry curd, peppermint white chocolate ganache. Uh, Steve wants that crunch, the powder. I'm going to suspend it. Central rods. Uh, and hopefully it won't crack. Very ambitious, Stephen. Who's going in the basket? Uh, I'm going to leave it empty, which turns out to be a good move. Uh, no one's flying this one. So they say rainbows are rare enough, but not only is Stephen doing one, Kate's doing one as well. Bright, bold. Uh, she's mixing morning, Kate. Tell us about your meringue centerpiece. I'm going to do a meringue rainbow, two pots of gold. I look forward to this rainbow. Lovely idea. Mango, passion fruit and cream, blueberry jam, meringue kisses, meringue extracts, uh, Paul, that's when Paul's colorblindness comes up. They say, oh, that explains your fashion. Uh, or red, orange, pink. I like pink. Uh, I do like pink. Pink, red, orange. Oh, rainbow purists, even says, because his is red, pink, red. I don't know. I forgot. Uh, tutu, sky shot, one hour gone. People start piping. Piping meringue into ruffles, hands are shaking, steady hand, no imperfections now because that'll lead to unstable structures. Uh, but it's interesting watching the meringue come out so soft and then that it hardens up. Uh, I don't eat a lot of meringue, but, I, you know, it's good It's good stuff. Uh, central layers, uh, don't, you know, you got to have a stable base. Uh, Swiss meringue is good for sculpting. Precision, piping bags, piping the bodice. Uh, but Sophie says, I actually never performed in a tutu before. 
All right, Pinky Lee. I wrote a song about a flamingo once. Noel says, now it's more of a drying out process than a baking process. Uh, low temperature for as long as you can. That makes it sturdier. Two hours, maybe. An hour, two, an hour and a half. Uh, Stephen's only doing an hour, though. Uh, it's just not how he likes it. Meringues are in the oven. Now you got to do flavor, blueberry jam, dessert elements. Show off your flair for flavor. Steven's doing cocktails like the lemon drop. Uh, troubles melt like lemon drop. Got my ganache. That's another one. Uh, uh, Sophie said that. Uh, vanilla panna cotta Stacy's working on. You know what I mean? Uh, Passion fruits always freak me out, Kate says, uh, like, because it just doesn't look appetizing. Noel's messing with her, one of her mixers. She says, dude, don't mess with my mixer. Uh, careful. And then the, uh, Sandy does an imitation of Paul, but it's really just Paul's real voice. Stephen's meringues are done, but they're cracking already. Fracture lines. Uh, everybody's looking in their oven. They're seeing the fractures. Weight of the meringue. Annoying. Faff around. Uh, getting their other ingredients ready. Blow torching. Hot sugar. Egg whites. Hot in here. As if ma- making meringue in a tent wasn't hot enough. Uh, some bakers are working with chocolate. Stacy and... Stephen, and uh, it's really hard for uh, 350 degrees Celsius outside. Stacy puts hers in the freezer. She got white chocolate eggs. Noel does brew. He even has her jacket on, I think, or somebody's jacket. Uh, meringues come out of the oven. Very delicate, a uh, huge amount of risk. One slip of the hand, and they are falling apart, but people do manage to repair them. Sophie's are cracked. Uh, Stacy's trying to get her uh, eggs out of the mold. This is when she breaks one of her flamingo necks. Uh, but luckily, she almost knocked her whole thing off. So it would have been could have been much much worse. Uh, uh, gold dust. Give it some sheen. Uh, most of them have a bit of cracking. Stacy's repairing her flamingo. Sophie's is cracked, uh, but it looks impressive. A bit of a frenzy now. Colors and Kate, vibrant. Uh, Steven, it looks like it's a lot of weight to hold up. Uh, not clear if it'll stay together. Make or break time, they say. Assemble the insides. Uh, more strain on the fragile meringue. Kate starts, or uh, Sophie starts assembling her cake. Uh, everybody else is doing like piping and. Yeah, but like trying to put, make sure everything fits together. Things are cracking, but people are staying calm, or Sophie's staying calm. Because uh, hers is what could be a disaster, but somehow she stays calm. It's pretty hot. Kate does have a little dip in her uh, rainbow, too. Heat's in the room. Lots of cracks, trying to cover them up and uh, repair them. Stephen's basket, chocolate basket, is literally melting away. His trouble melts like chocolate drips. Uh, uh, Sophie says, mine's holding, that cracks again. Five minutes left. Uh, Sandy, that's when Sandy says, this is hard to watch. Uh, and everybody's trying to put it together. Fits nicely on itself. Stop faffing around again. 
very fiddly piping anywhere there's a hole in a crack steven's like my cracks are bad uh oh what a brilliant idea actually uh sophie fills like decoratively fills like uh like almost like it was a seam in the um what is that thing called the tutu with uh the cracks she, she fills it with decorative uh piping sandy and nola can't watch time is up Step away from your showstoppers and your benches. And uh, everybody tries to clean up their stations with total stress and kind of defeat on their faces. We see some grass from the outside. Rank centerpieces will now face the judgment of Paul and Peru. Hopefully it's good enough. Uh, doesn't look too bad. I'm happy if I leave, uh, Stacy says. Kate hopes her rainbow stands up. Steven's like, I hope they realize that I put a lot of effort into this. Uh, Sophie, bring up yours. Uh, so she brings up hers. They say, wow, uh, looks like a hat. No, it's a tutu. You could wear it as a hat, though, Paul. Either or tutu. Design's good. Piping's good. Split a lot, but uh, let's take a, 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 a chunk out of the base. Wow. That's your one of your meringues. Uh, very nice. Uh, crispy on the base. Uh, how many layers in the opera cake? Nine. Should be seven, Paul says. She says, well, I got to fill up the cake, man. And uh, uh, Bruce says, isn't that great? Uh, uh, Could have done the ganache thinner. It would have been a 10 out of 10. But highly impressed. Well done. Thank you. Stephen looks stressed. Stacy looks stressed. Uh, Kate, can you bring yours up? She brings it up. Bruce says, wow. Paul stares at it. A bit childish, colorful. Colors are amazing, Bruce says. They shine at you. I like the look of it. Uh, Rainbow's a little uneven. Needed to be neater, Paul says. Every single color is a different flavor, so they cut them up. uh, And blueberry, raspberry, I like that. Uh, Taste of like sweets, uh, the different flavors, wonderful. Italian meringue, lightly blowtorched, delicious, creams, Swiss meringue, all absolutely lovely. A bit of splat of flavor and color freaked me out at first, Paul says, but that's when Bruce says, release your mind, Kate on plate, celebration of fruit and cream and meringue. And well done. Good reaction shots from everybody. Stacy, can you bring up your showstopper? And they take a look at it. Uh, centerpieces need to be easily recognizable. These are birds, but it's simplistic, but you thought it through. Hope it tastes as good as it looks. They taste some meringue. And uh, very nice, very good, chewy. This is the Italian meringue. Too sweet and sticky. I can only taste take a very, very bit, bit, bit of it. Vanilla panna cotta. Uh, like a takeaway dish, uh, and Paul tastes that. It's tart, uh, get the sweetness underneath, very creamy, and the raspberry is quite tart as well. All the meringue's too sweet, you need something sharp. Uh, well done, Stacy. Reaction shots. Steven's heads down. Steven, can you bring up your meringue centerpiece? He goes up to the front, uh, gets it up there. 
And they said, what is it, man? I mean, they know, but, uh, they're, you know, hot air balloon in a basket, got too close to the sun. Icarus, yep. Colors are lovely. Love the pastel shades. Uh, if the basket was there, you get it. But looking at it, it looks more like a tree, a psychedelic tree. And what happened with the cracking? Yeah, once one cracked, the whole thing cracked. Uh, shouldn't have happened, Paul says. And Bruce says, yeah, the centerpiece needs to last for five hours. Then they do the top pink layer, balsamic clotted cream. And uh, the variant flavor is nice. Probably execution, I don't know. Maybe you should have dried it out more. It's a pity because it's so delicious. Uh, Italian meringue lemon drop pie. That's when they say, you got to be kidding me. It's so good. Uh, very light. It's great. Uh they think about it, flavors, uh, taste, but the method, uh, it's not up to Stephen's standard. Thank you, Stephen. Stephen drinks some water. We see the thing. We go to table talk as the sun goes down. Peru and Paul must decide who went, you know, who's Starbaker and who misses out. And okay, showstopper, who stood out? Uh, liked Kate's fantastic colors, textures, flavors, spot on. Sophie, most skill in the showstopper. Right texture. So Sophie and Kate are in line for Starbreaker. Yeah, tight, very tight, though. And then Sandy says, but I'm none the wiser who's leaving. Well, Stacy was in a difficult position. What she did was pretty simple. It's a flamingo and some puddings. Uh, did look like a centerpiece. So Stephen was so ambitious, he couldn't achieve what he was going for. Love the colors and the flavors. So not clear cut. Can you have a look back? Initially, we'll look at this weekend, and if that doesn't have any answers, uh, then if it's so close, then we'll look back retrospectively over the whole series. It's only happened a couple of times. So close, it's horrifying. And then we should see all Baker's faces. You know, everybody comes out, uh, and Paul says, you know, before you hear the results, this is the hardest decision we've been involved in in eight years. Uh, so let's start with the good news, though. Star Baker delivered Miserab, made everyone happy, danced away with the showstopper, Sophie. So I was glad Sandy got to do that one, and she, she had to go last week. Uh, Noel wipes his face. He, he says, I got the horrible job of announcing it. Uh, and I know this is the cruelest bro- blow at this point, uh, but it was tight, as Paul said. And he, he gives a long pause as he says it. Uh, the person won't be joining us in the final. A little bit too drawn out for my taste, but uh, he says, Stacy, sorry, okay. Everybody's shocked. Everybody's sad. And it is sad. Sorry, darling, Paul says. Stacy obviously is upset. Uh, it was close, very close. She did an amazing job going out on a high, difficult decision. I think Stacy should be really proud. I mean, she'll be disappointed. Truth is, she's done something remarkable. Uh, could have waited another week, but it'll be fine. It's fine. Stephen hugs. I accepted my fate. I was going home. Can't believe it. Uh, three ba- good bakers going to finals. Exciting, vibrant. New textures in the tent. Uh, I think the final. Thanks, mate. Hugs. Uh, star baker. And we, but next week's next week. Kate says, you know, I was expecting to go. Made it through the final. She calls her dad. Hey, I got through to the final. And her dad's so happy. Nine weeks of trying harder than I've ever tried. Stephen says, I want this. 
Then Kate says, geez, I think my family was happy for me. Let's see if I have any other notes here, though. I mean, quite, quite, quite hardest in eight years. Uh, danced away. Showstopper. Stacy. Noel. So tight. Sadly, cruelest blow. Long pause. Stacy is out. Sorry. Sad music. Uh, Paul hug. Sorry. Tears so close. Going out on a high. Bruce says, be proud. You can go back to being a good mom. Oh, could have waited another week. That's, I think, uh, Shums, Stephen Tears, Paul Hug, Sophie and Stephen Hug. To final talk, uh, Sophie, what about next week? Prove. Uh, Kate calls her dad. I cry. That's when I, oh, I put in parentheses. That's when I cried uh, when Kate called her dad. Uh, just because I could relate to that. So, yeah, that's the end of this episode, and I'll see you soon for the finals. Good night, everybody.